This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. And before we get to the episode today, I want to invite you to sign up for my free five-day Get Focused Challenge. It's going to be happening September 20th through the 24th, 2021. Five days to better focus so you get more done. You can register for free by going to my website, mrproductivity.com, clicking the banner at the top of the page, register today, and let me help you get more focus so you can become more productive. Just hop on over to mrproductivity.com. As a result of her marketing agency and publications, Jennifer Filzen has helped small businesses reach their next million dollars in annual revenue. She does this by telling their unique stories in such a way that their target audiences can't resist the desire to work with them and become raving fans. She is a successful entrepreneur and the author of The Give to Get Principle. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate it. This is fun. So what part of the world are you in? Monterey, California. Ah, Monterey, California. Why do I know that name? Oh, yeah, that's the new Mac operating system coming out. I don't know, this month, next month. That's the new yeah. name. Apple likes to name their operating systems. They don't, you know what? I just thought of this. They don't name the iPhone iOS or the watch OS or TV OS, but they name the Mac OS. Yeah, yeah. And Big Sur, which is just, it's in our county, Monterey County, and it's just south of us. Um, and yes, Monterey is lovely. And so, yes, it's the home of Pebble Beach. A lot of people love playing golf and Pebble Beach is wonderful. And it's just a beautiful place to live. I love living here. I've been here for 14 years. Wow. So we're going to talk a lot about business and the R word, not retirement. We're going to say revenue because it's really important. You make money because, you know, I remember... I don't remember when exactly it was, but I remember the time when I learned that if you have a million dollars, but you owe a million dollars, your net worth is zero. So there's gross profit, there's net revenue. And as entrepreneurs, we want to have money left over after we pay the bills and the employees and the VAs and the products and the SaaS and all that other stuff. And a lot of people don't understand that. And one of the things I have been, I'm a, still a small, teeny tiny business. And everything that I spend for my business has got to pull its weight. So when I go out and think about a SaaS product or a physical product, I'm like, okay, now this is the rules of my business. Are you going to pull your weight or are you just going to be dead weight? Because a lot of people go get the bright, shiny new object and they pay a monthly fee for it. And then after like, it's like going to the gym after two weeks, it just sits there and they're spending money on it, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> and you're like, you're looking at your finances. You're going, what am I paying all this money for? And so let's, let's talk about that because I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to my show, they're going, oh my gosh, I've got some of those things right now. And so how can we prevent that when we, you know, cause it's all about the revenue and the revenue is you make this much money gross a month and then you take out your expenses and what's left over is your, is your net revenue. And if you're spending money on things that you're not using, that is affecting your bottom line. So let's talk about that for a few minutes. That's a lot to unpack. There's so much that that's running through my head. So a lot of times, especially when you're new, you know what? No, even when you've been in business for over 10 years, okay, a lot of times you will make up 
that dollar amount of what you need to be paid. There isn't a lot of thought as to what are all of my expenses? How long does this project really take me? We were just having a discussion about this yesterday with one of my amazing employees. You know, there there was a request for a quote. And the the challenge was is that we didn't really know what to quote it as because we just don't know enough information to build or ex- it's a website that we need to take over update it and and make it better for the client. But unfortunately, we have not opened Pandora's box yet. We have no insi- no idea what's inside that thing. We have, you know, there's a lot. So the client is asking for a quote. So we were having this very intense discussion of, well, what do we do? Well, we're so accustomed to doing flat rates to make it easy for our customer. That way they don't get sticker shock. But because there's such a Pandora's box, we thought, well, let's just go ahead and quote on an hourly basis. So, but the, the challenge though is, you know, we don't really know how, or at least this particular employee who is amazingly valued and cherished doesn't quite know what the uh, average time it takes to build or work on a website because there's like several websites that we've done over time, but the tracking of that time and figuring out What's the hourly rate? What's my time? Let's put a quote together. It seems simple, but there's a lot of hidden costs and not everybody has the mindset to really do that strict engineering of here are all of my costs. Here's what I need to do to cover my nut. Because for me, I will tell you the first 10 years of being a business, we're coming up on 12 years. The first 10 years, I picked a number out of the dark because it sounded good. But really, you know what happened, Mark? It was a race to the bottom. Mm. And what I mean by that is because I was just picking a number and I didn't really do my math, I was eroding my profitability because I really didn't think about all of the things, including the money that I need to save for my retirement account, the money that I need to put away for a longer runway in case we are shut down during COVID again. We aren't really out of COVID and COVID has been a very, very interesting time for business owners. So we had to tighten our belts. And as a result of COVID, we have been doing fine and we have been socking money away like crazy because I need to have that runway in case the other shoe drops and things close down again. So you bring up great points and man, that's just, we could go on just for that question alone, like an hour. <laughs> I want to, I want to give people a really simple example. Cause you know, you talked about spending money and whatnot. And I finally, I think I have finally convinced my wife when she goes shopping, she's a very frugal shopper and she'll go to our favorite store and she'll go, well, this product is $2 cheaper at the other store. And I'm like, honey, but you have to get in your car. You have to drive the other store. You have to park. You have to walk in the store. Go look for the item. I said, is your time worth two bucks, five bucks, six bucks, whatever it is, an hour? And and she's finally realizing that it's not just it's $5 at this store and $3 at the other store. You have to add in the gas and the time. And people don't factor their time, especially when they're entrepreneurs. I want to work 18 hours a day. But if you're not making money every hour, then you're working for free. Now you now like I love what I do, so I work seven days a week. I, I love what I do, but I'm very cognizant 
of my time because I, I it's real easy to say, okay, I have Zoom at 16 bucks a month. I have Calendly, it's 20 bucks a month. I have Dropbox, it's this much a year. But th- because those are something we can put our hands on. But when you're talking about your time, that that's, you know, we could talk a long time about the value of your time. And I don't think anybody, well, I won't say anybody. I think most people dismiss that. They just do the job, but they don't think about they're never going to get that hour back. You bring up a really great point. And similarly, let's talk about the cost of marketing. Marketing is a long game. And it's also an intangible. What I mean by that is, whew, there are so many things that we do to market our business. It's everything from answering the phone with a smile on our face and replying to emails. Something as simple as that, you know, just being responsive to your clients' requests. In addition to the advertising, the social media channels, the Facebook ads, the the videos that you make, the books that you write, the podcasts that you put on, there's so much to marketing and it really is a long game. A lot of times, because I own a mark, you know, Rockstar Marketing, I own that agency. And a lot of people will ask me, how much is this going to cost me? What's my return on investment? Give me the data. And it's like, wow, this is hard to do. It has gotten better because the analytics are being tracked through the computer with the Facebook pixels and the Google analytics. And there's different ways. But a lot of times we'll run a Facebook ad for a client a campaign, say, well, there's no conversion on Facebook. So obviously Facebook is failing us. Well, not really, because they could have seen your channel. They could have seen your ad. They could have seen you multiple times, but two days go by. They couldn't really find you inside Facebook. So they Google it and then Google will produce the result. And therefore Google is credited with that conversion versus Facebook that's been working on it tirelessly all along. <laughs> so there's there's a long journey. And, and a lot of times people feel like, oh gosh, I spent all this money on postcards or you name it. And it was such a waste because it didn't bring me enough stuff. Well, did you do it long enough? It really is a long game. And a lot of times you could be marketing, marketing, marketing. You know this, Mark, because you're doing this for your own business. You could be pushing, pushing, pushing. You're, you as the owner, like, oh, is this working? Gosh, is this really working? <laughs> and then finally at the 11th hour, the 11th month, the, you know, the last minute, finally someone sees you because you've been consistent in your persistence of getting your name out there. And that's what that's all about. So is it a waste of time and money? No, but it is a long game and prepare for that. One of my favorite books right after the Bible, because the Bible, no one comes close to the Bible, but is Grant Cardone's The 10X Rule. I've listened to this book three times. I've read it once, reading it a third, second time, which is five times. And he's, when I first heard him say that you have an obscurity problem, nobody knows who you are. And he goes, to get out of having a security problem, it's not turning the ads. It's showing up all the time. And he goes, people are going to start getting angry with you and going, 
Why are you in my feed? You're not supposed to post this much. You're being a moron. But eventually they're going to start. Now, I'm not at the point where he is. I don't have helicopters and private planes and people don't worship me. And I'm not, I certainly don't have a billion dollar net worth. But here's what I do. I'm posting all day long on social media. And I don't talk about COVID. I don't talk about the vaccine. I don't talk about the current administration. I don't talk about social injustice. I'm trying to bring hope into the world. I talk sometimes about productivity, but I also uh, do what Gary Vaynerchuk says. I document instead of create. So what I do is I, I'm on four main channels. I This is going to sound weird to some people who don't know me. I am on Snapchat. I love chat, Snapchat. I love Snapchat because it's fun. So I'm on Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And so what I do is I record a video on Snapchat. I share that same video on TikTok and on Instagram Reels and on LinkedIn because everybody's been following me everywhere, okay? And what's amazing is some people reach out to me on LinkedIn and go, Mark, you just talked about, like like yesterday I posted a video about today's an amazing day. And my point of the video was, hey, whether you're watching this video or you have it face down, you're listening to it, you should be grateful because you're alive. And some people go, what does that got to do with LinkedIn? I said, you don't understand. You don't understand. It's not just about, I am Mr. Productivity. Go to mrproductivity.com and hire me. It's, it's about building a relationship. I post my runs. I run every day. I want people to know I'm a real person. And these people that are only posting business advice, I, in my opinion, I want to know your thoughts. I think they're doing it wrong. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. I agree. I agree. We are the whole person. Now, admittedly, you are the brand. You are the product. So it is important for everyone to get to know you as the human being, because that way they, they build that trust with you and you build a community around who you are. And so everybody who has similar interests, they're going to gravitate toward you. It does get a little bit different when it is a business. However, that, that's not necessarily identified with a person. However, it is important to build community around that. So let me give you an example of some clients that I'm working with. I own rental properties in Florida. Yay, right? That's going to be the retirement, right? Because as a self-employed, we don't have a pension, right? So I'm building my, my real estate portfolio with my husband, and that's in Jacksonville, Florida. The company that we work with that does this is JWB, Jacksonville Wealth Builders. And they have a little podcast that happens on their Facebook group in, in Facebook, and they also do it on Zoom. It's called the Not Your Average Investor Show. I've heard of that. And yeah. this Not Your Average Investor Show is posted on Facebook and on Zoom every, live every Tuesday and every Thursday. And it's it's a really fun group. And, and so in the chat, we're blowing up the chat because we're talking to each other as things are like, Hey, welcome. Well, it, it's, it's a really, it's become this beautiful community. And what's fun is, is that yes, we talk about real estate, but then we also talk about like, what are our dreams, our hopes, our accomplishments, or, Hey, what are you guys doing this Saturday? Like it really has become a Facebook group of people who genuinely care about each other. And it's all organic. This is not like, we'll pay you to be on here or let's incentivize you, or you're going to make, 
it's it's more of a hey i want to find like minded people let's all hang out now interestingly enough i grew up in jacksonville florida so this area is very familiar to me the houses that we own two of them are in the same area as my grandmother and another one is in downtown so that's kind of cool right i go home frequently to go see family so i suggested hey can we have a meetup in person and it was so organic. And guess what? Like 20 people showed up and we had a great time. And like it, it just bred this whole thing. Now everyone's like, can we do it in our city? Jen, when are you coming out? So I'm trying to figure out like, OK, shall I go to Baltimore? Shall I go to Las Vegas? Like, you know, why not? Let's just go and have some fun together. And so, yes, it, it it's fun when you when you share your personal side and when you share your brand, because really your brand is all about lifestyle. Right. And so if you are if you're into real estate, for example, as JWB is, well, we want to talk about real estate. But then also, too, we're talking about our hopes and dreams and our wishes and our concerns and our families and how we want to have a legacy, not just for retirement, but leave it behind for our loved ones. Yes. Mm. And then you you are just an amazing human being. Of course, we want to know more about you. And like I'm, I do a lot of marketing for auto repair shops. And it's more than just fixing your car. It's the car lifestyle. I mean, to be American is to be somewhat interested in vehicles because that's what we are as Americans. Only an American company like Tesla would launch a car into outer space. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true. And, you know, as you're talking there, I'm like, you know, first of all, I love your energy because, you know, there's a lot of people who are very studious and they're very professional and like, Is that how you are all the time? I mean, I am. am. A lot of people think I'm a put on, but no, this, this is me. This is me. I can't hide it. Sorry. Well, I I love life. And what's amazing. I I just want to talk about, cause you're in the marketing field. uh, I want to talk about Snapchat for a little bit. So I get, I get ribbed a lot from people going Snapchat. Why are you on Snapchat? I said, well, here's the thing. Every week I go look at the top trending apps on the iPhone and Snapchat's in top five week after week, after week, after week, after week. And TikTok's the baby now. Okay. Snapchat is they've aged up. There are more people who are like, I'm 56. There are older people on Snapchat. And I think there's two things Snapchat has going with three. One, it's fun. Two, it's not owned by Facebook. And a lot of people don't know. Everybody knows that Facebook tried to buy Snapchat, but Google tried to buy them too. And they said, no, but I love their tagline. Share the moment. You can only do two things on Snapchat. You can't go live. There's no groups. There's no feeds. You can either post a picture or a video. That's it. And I think because they keep it so simple, I just, you know, I deleted it for about nine months. I came back and they got, they have public profiles. Now you can actually have a profile on Snapchat and I have fun with it. I think it's so cool to use the filters and stuff like that. Now that's not my primary my primary platform, but I can tell you when I create a video and I submit it to the Snapchat spotlight and it gets picked up, which is about, I do three videos a day and probably for every 10 videos, nine of them get in the spotlight and I get between 350 and 600 views, which is more than I'm getting anywhere else in any other platform. So I, I, except for, um, Twitter, I don't spend time. I spend time on all the platforms because like Gary says, there are people going to follow you on Facebook. There are people going to follow you on Instagram. There are people going to follow you on Snapchat and TikTok and LinkedIn. And if you're only 
doing one platform, like a lot of LinkedIn friends I have, they only do LinkedIn. That's all they do. And I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot of other people who are only on the other platforms and you're ignoring them. And I think that's, that's not good for your business. Correct. Correct. It's best to be on all the channels. Just because you prefer a channel doesn't mean that your audience is on the same channel and they see it at different times. So yes, a lot of times when we're doing social media marketing for a client, I'll get all of their credential logins so we can get into all of their accounts and post regularly, schedule everything in Hootsuite, et cetera. And they'll be like, hmm, Twitter. I don't really do Twitter. Is it worth doing Twitter? I'm like, yeah, because there are people that are on Twitter. And therefore, don't you want to have your brand? Don't you want to have your posts be seen by everybody? Why just choose one network? Why not go to all of the networks? And I think it's interesting that I see a lot of paid filters. Now, if you don't know what a filter is, Snapchat allows you to take a picture of yourself with like a weird picture, a weird voice. But I've seen Disney do uh, filters. I've seen um, Kate Spade, Segura. I mean, why are these companies spending thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on a platform like Snapchat if it's dead? It's not dead. And to your point, you made a very good point. Just because you don't like the platform doesn't mean your prospects aren't on there. Right. And Snapchat tends to gravitate toward a younger audience. Who wants to get people in their funnel early when they're young? Disney, Sephora, Kate Spade, because these are consumers and, you know, girls start wearing makeup young, right? So you want to, you want to get them when they're young. You want to hang out where the cool kids are and who is your target audience? Where are they hanging out? It's interesting. I've been doing Facebook for a very, very long time. I've been marketing on Facebook since 2007 when it was new to the scene. It was the baby, right? Facebook and Twitter, because MySpace was the dominant dominant platform. (laughs) I've been doing this a while. So it's interesting because I'm noticing that my newsfeed of Facebook is rather small. A lot of people are seeking other platforms. And I will say that my my two-hour time suck of indulgence is TikTok. I'll get on there and I'll just be like, it's amazing how much time I spend on that thing. I'm like, wow. And I look up and I'm like, darn it. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is I, I get kind of jealous because I have like about 220 followers on TikTok and I get about 150, you know, views of my videos. And I'm like, you know, I, I think the key is to hold up my cute dog and talk about the COVID vaccine because I'll probably get 20 million viewers. But the thing is, when I look at that, I, I remind in the back of my brain, and I want you to talk about this. Views don't mean clients. Views, yeah, you went viral on TikTok or you went viral on Instagram. But how many people signed up for your email list? How many people signed up for your training? How many people gave you money? Views, you can't pay a mortgage with, right? I am so glad you brought that up, Mark. It is so true. And I'll confess something. If you look at my numbers, they're low. Why? Because I'm marketing for 60 other businesses. I don't have time to market for myself. (laughs) So a lot of people will be like, oh, wow, she's a rock star who qualified for Grammy nominations. And she was one of the the people that was a pioneer in social media marketing. What are her numbers? They're, They're horrible. Because I'm not focused on me anymore. It's like the cobbler's children don't have shoes. (laughs) And the receptionist, the last thing she wants to do is answer the phone when she gets home. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you're absolutely right. There are there's a big trend, and and it, it and I get it because remember, social media has gone from being the wild wild west to becoming more and more of a commoditized market. Mm-hmm. It used to be you post when I was when I was promoting my music in 2007 and 2009. And I was qualifying for Grammy nominations on my two albums. It's because Facebook was new and it it was easy. All I had to do was spend about 15 minutes a day on marketing my music on the social media platforms. Cause that really, it was a small world and it was the wild, wild West. And you could see everything organically. So it was not hard to reach everybody because it was a smaller sphere of influence, right? Now the noise is so big and yes, it is so impressive to see somebody get a million views. I mean, wow, that is impressive. And I know how much work goes into that. There's a lot of work that goes into that. Unless you have a cute dog, then it's pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, But it is, it is interesting, right? So, so we have commoditized and we have been forced to look at more data because there is so much noise and because it's a commodities market, everyone wants to see a return on investment. So what do we do? Well, we look at the vanity metrics of how many followers do you have, et cetera. But you're absolutely right. It is not always going to translate into paying customers. So what are you offering? What are you doing? Clearly you have talent if you have that many followers, but you're, you're still having to pay attention to your bottom line. Hey, you, listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast, thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. You're right. And one thing I want to ask you, because you're in the marketing field, is anybody can post a video or, you know, Instagram or story on Instagram or on TikTok, and they go through their algorithms and stuff like that. But on Snapchat, if you want yours spotlighted, you have to submit it and someone looks at your video and approves it or doesn't approve it. Now, they're the only platform I know that does that. Now, you may submit a video on TikTok and TikTok may say, ah, we're going to share it to 100 people. But if you get approved with Snapchat Spotlight, more people see it. So what are your thoughts about most of the platforms out there? You post it, and if you have a lot of fans, a lot of people are going to see it and share it. As opposed to Snapchat, they're doing something different, and anybody can post. Don't get me wrong. Anybody can post on Snapchat, but if you want it in Snapchat Spotlight, someone's got to look at it. As far as I know, it's a human being because they want to make sure you're not. it's not an ad. So you can't put your you can't put your URL in there and all this other stuff. They want to make sure it's valuable or entertaining. And so someone actually approves it. And, and so I think when I go through the videos on Snapchat, they're more to my liking because someone handpicked these. Do you like that or do you like the free for all that like pretty much is dead on Instagram and Facebook now? Great question. It really depends on what it is that you're looking for. I love the organic Anybody can post it guerrilla style marketing on all of these different platforms. That was why I was attracted to them in the first place, right? Cheap, cheap ways of getting my name and recognition out there. But yes, being able to submit a request and then having it spotlighted, it's fantastic. It feels good. 
and it, it verifies that what you're putting out is good, good enough, interesting enough, that kind of thing. My husband is an artist, Rene Ariola, and he, he makes some beautiful fantasy art and he's been studying NFTs for mm. quite a bit. So he found a platform and forgive me, I cannot find the, I cannot remember the platform name right now, but he found a platform that made it easy for him as the artist to upload everything. And they just kind of take care of a lot of the stuff for you. You don't have to go and figure out NFTs. You just kind of sign up and put your, put your artwork up and boom. Well, because he's a high quality artist and because he has enough content, they featured him on the, the homepage mm. of this site, which is fantastic. And forgive me, I wish I remembered what. The, so they have not become the, the category king yet because I don't remember their names. You know, it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. Coke and Pepsi and, and Kleenex and Zoom. Those are category kings. You yep. recognize them right off the bat. We're still figuring that out with NFTs. We're still figuring that out with certain things. But yes, it is it is great to have that kind of recognition. I first heard about NFTs in, uh, through Gary Vaynerchuk. And at first I'm like, that is the dumbest idea ever heard. And I go, that is the smartest idea ever heard because now you can actually own the original artwork. What happens is someone does the artwork and they put it in the, in, put it in the art gallery and someone takes a picture of it or they they steal it from google and so nft kind of like eliminates that because you can see who's getting it which i kind of like i'm still i i couldn't do a podcast on nft i probably should have a guest on nft because it's still kind of kind of hazy like if you take too many benadryls when you have allergies i'm like okay i, I get what nfts are i'm kind of confused um but one final question for i <laughs> You can't see this now, listener, but uh, Jennifer is laughing hysterically. Um, <laughs> so you like that Benadryl reference? Uh, <laughs> I did. I, that was really fun. <laughs> uh, we all been there. You know, you wake up in the night and you have allergies and you take two Benadryl, not realizing, realizing you have to get up in three hours and you're like a zombie. Anyway, so I want to know your personal preference on this. So I've heard that we have short attention spans in this world. Do you, Jennifer, not what you tell your clients, do you prefer a 15-second video, a 30-second video, or a 60-second video, assuming the video is high quality? We're going to assume it's a high quality or adds value. Would you prefer 15, 30, or 60 seconds? Oh, it's so hard to answer that, Mark, because <laughs> it really depends on what is the content. If it was a, a travel video that had beautiful pictures of this place that I want to be in, 15 seconds is not long enough. But if I know it's a commercial, 15 seconds is just fine. When I'm watching videos on YouTube and it's interrupted by a, a commercial, <laughs> I want that to be 15 seconds max. I, I get irritated hmm. if, if it's, I, I want it to be less than that. Because I'm interrupted. But when I have chosen it, I'm to, I listen to TED Talks all the time, which are 18 minutes. Mm. But I have to be in that mood, right? You like Fridays because you get to watch movies with your wife, right? Mm -hmm. So you're ready for the long format, right? And and uh, 30 seconds would not be satisfying because that's what you're in the mood for. Well, I guess I was, where mode. I was going with this is when I'm going through TikTok and TikTok, you can do videos up to three minutes. When I see it's a three minute, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to listen to someone bloviate for three minutes. I don't care. You know, even if it's a topic I'm interested in, because TikTok is short form. 
All right. Instagram reels are maximum 60 seconds. Okay. And so what I was going with that, when you're watching that kind of content, do you prefer less? Cause like how long do you want to watch a cute dog for three minutes? I mean, I think 15 seconds is enough. If someone's talking about, you know, the vaccine or about the Biden administration, I'm skipping that anyways, because look at, I don't want to be depressed today. I want to look at the cute puppies. Okay. Because they make me happy and there's too much sadness in the world. I want to be happy. I don't want to be stressed. I personally love the three minutes because that is something I really will decide on if I'm going to watch a video in the first five seconds, mm. the opening of whatever it is that they're talking about is, is a differentiator for me. I never look at the time of how long the video is going to be. Cause if it's interesting, I'm going to be, I'm going to be there. I don't know. I usually watch everything. It's rare that I scroll past, but isn't it funny when you think about it? Remember back in the old days when we were watching our televisions and we had remote control and the spouses would fight over who had control over the remote control. Now we all have our own control over our own <laughs> remotes and, and you can go quickly and I can watch and it's wonderful. I think, I think, uh, the the removing the fight over the remote controller is uh has saved a lot of families <laughs> and we're all able to go at our own pace because i like those three minute videos but if it if it doesn't look like something that's interesting move on you're right the first couple seconds do matter and one of the things i've seen some people do that really annoys me is stop 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 watch this video Okay, so you just wasted two seconds. I'm gone. Okay, here's an idea. Don't tell me who you are. I don't care where you are. I don't care where you're located. I don't care if you're standing on Mars. Okay, well, maybe on Mars, I don't care. But get to have some, your first words should be something that like, oh, I want to watch the rest of this video. Now, I don't always do this. Sometimes I forget this. But you got to remember that you're dealing when someone comes across your video and other, any other platform. They've got, they could be any other platform, watching any other video, listening to a podcast, watching TV, out for a walk, talking to their friends, texting their friends, being on Slack. And so you don't waste people's times. Don't waste my time because if I'm scrolling, I will only give you a few seconds. Like you say, if you don't hook me, I'm gone because I've watched those videos, 60 seconds, 90 seconds. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's 90 seconds. I'll never get back. But I'm like, why did I watch that movie? So why did I watch the video? And I'm trying to ask myself, why did you watch that whole video? It was horrible. You knew it was horrible from the beginning. I guess it's the morbid curiosity of me saying, is this going to get better? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. And and it's funny. I remembered my dad when he had that remote control on the TV. He would flick through so fast. Was, How do you even know what they're talking about? He would... It was, you know, it was just like, slow down. I can't like, so it really good. Good for you. You can go as quickly as you want me. I'm going to be a little slower. And I remember when there was no remote control, we had to get off your butt, walk up the TV yes. and change the channel. Yes. You younger yes. people go Google what, it, what it's like to actually turn the channel on the TV. And, and if you, you know, you got the TV gets old, it wouldn't sit right. And you have to like kind of wiggle the, you know, there was no cable and satellite. Yeah, we're old timers. Remember when there's no cable and satellite and, you know, he had the tinfoil on the antenna. 
Yeah, the, <laughs> the struggle was real back then. So, Jennifer, this has been a great conversation with you. I know people are going to want to find out more about you and what you're doing. So where can we go to do that? Well, I think the easiest way to find out all about me and all of my craziness and interests and work and books and all the stuff that I do is going to jenniferfilzen.com. So for anybody who is not seeing it, they want to hear it. It's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-F-I-L-Z-E-N.com, jenniferfilzen.com. And there you'll find links to my newest book, The Give to Get Principle, which is uh, talks about how relationships and reciprocity build raving fans. And it's a really fun. I say fun because you get to hear the secret sauce, get to read about the secret sauce that a lot of my clients have used to build a tribe of raving fans. But then the second half of the book takes you through all the exercises so you yourself for your own business can determine how can I share my love for my community so my community will love me back. And that's that's been a bestseller on Amazon. I'm quite proud of that. So The Give to Get Principle by Jennifer Filson. And then uh, if you uh, if you want to see my personal side, my husband and I met in dance class many years ago and we got married in the ballroom that we met at and we teach West Coast Swing. During the pandemic, we have not been teaching West Coast Swing because obviously things have not been stable enough to host regular events. So we'll sometimes go out in our garage dance studio and dance and record it. And so a lot of people have been enjoying our dance videos, which we're not talking. We're just dancing and <laughs> people enjoy that. So you're right. It, it's just to, to what you said earlier, we are multifaceted human beings. Why should we only be talking about one subject? I love it. I love it. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show today. It was a great conversation and uh, thank you for sharing your insights with us. Thank you. It was truly a pleasure, Mark. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up absolutely free, just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.